right, we have Pat McAfee here on the show. We're stoked to have him. How's it going, man? Life is good. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to chit-chat about Fourth Down. I've listened to the Fourth Down experience before. I've heard a couple conversations. I like what you guys are doing. I'm excited to be a guest here. This is awesome. We are equally excited. Thanks for being on our show. You and Gary V were probably our two biggest influences just to give us confidence to go forward with this special teams podcast. So thanks for everything, actually. No problem. That's a real honor for you to say that. I appreciate it. My film, my technique wasn't always beautiful, but I think uh, I think my approach to the game is something that people could enjoy. So I thank you for doing that. And me and Gary V uh, being in the same sentence is truly a beautiful thing. I like that guy a lot. Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champion, nine-year pro kicking coach repping the South, Coach Brian Jackson. Welcome to the 4th Down Experience Podcast. I'm Brian Jackson, fellow podcaster of 4D Nation, Chris Hughesby on the line, of course. We are doing our In the News, industry news for the 4th Down Experience, October 8th. And, man, that 63-yard field goal by Graham Gano. Wow, what a bomb. Yeah, incredible. You know, uh, the brand is growing just specialists are getting better and better and that was incredible he he crushed that thing probably had three to five more yards on that thing out as well i i would even maybe beg to say like seven i mean dude he a great job of polarity or polarity uh the hold i mean the snap was fantastic i mean and it looks so effortless he's a two-step kicker dude i mean you know he's in his jab but he just takes two steps he just had such solid football contact man he just crushed that what a big game for him. I think he made four field goals. So he was a, obviously a huge factor. And I really love the way he said things on social media afterwards. You know, he put up a tweet today that he had a signed kickoff tee from Tom Dempsey. And he always had dreamed of kicking a 63-yarder. And now he got to put that football on that tee. And that was pretty dope to see that on Twitter today. So his name is Graham Gano. You guys should follow him if you haven't. He is the Panthers kicker. And he crushed a 63-yarder as time expired. So congrats to him. Next to that, though, obviously this has uh, been a pretty big deal. 566 made field goals. I wonder who did that, Chris. Yeah, I wonder. Um, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe the GOAT, one of the best kickers of all time, Adam Vinatieri. Uh, last week broke the record for most field goals made, 566 field goals. I mean, that's incredible. I know we talked about it on our last In the News podcast, but like I said, I don't even know if I've made or kicked 500 field goals in my life, you know, <laughs> in, between my high school and college levels, and and uh, but that's incredible. Yeah, 566, I mean, still lots of season left. Uh, he's doing a good job this year, of course. And so, uh, congrats to Adam and Terry, man. That's, that's such a huge deal, and, and uh, it's been great. Um, Will Lutz, obviously, uh, been, a, been a guy that's been on our podcast and supported us from day one. 
he uh, um, before this past weekend, and he actually still may be because he did well tonight, um, was leading the whole NFL amongst all players with 41 points, scored, and was the specialist of the month. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I believe he was 11 for 11 on field goals or something around that area. I mean, we always talk about this, Brian, you know, guys that make it to certain levels of college football or, or the NFL. And Lutz has been a longtime friend of ours and a trainee of yours. So he's a guy that I watch very closely. So super happy and proud of him for doing what he did. And, you know, he's he staffed some of our camps in the past. So, um, you know, we like to say that we knew him before he got big time, but uh, he's having a great career now uh two years in now right yeah um i think he uh yep looking at it now he made a field goal tonight a 44 yarder and uh made four extra points so add seven points to his 41 points he's got 48 points now in the year so he's i think he's still maybe leading the league but um yeah this is his third year so pending all goes well the rest of the season which it appears it will be um he'll be a free agent and probably can reconstruct a new um, contract with the Saints. Yep. So in recent news from the weekend here, you know, guys, we're trying to make up from last week as well. We apologize for uh, not getting some out, but uh, we got a lot to talk about. Mason Crosby, big name, longtime veteran, very good in the league, missed four field goals and one PAT. Wow. What are your thoughts on that there, Brian? Uh, I mean, it's a shocker because just he's been such a baller for over, over the years, man, and um, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I'm going to pull up Special Teams FB on Twitter. This guy, Special Teams FB on Twitter, said it beautifully. Oh, his name's Coach Chris Hughesby. Oh, this that's is me. how you treat. This is how you treat a kicker right here. You build up his confidence by showing that you are still confident in him, regardless of a bad game or a few bad kicks. End quote by Chris Hughesby. And what he did is he posted an image here of uh, Coach Mike McCarthy sticking with his kicker after one bad game. And I completely agree. I love this tweet of yours, Chris, and I really hope that uh, Mason bounces back this week and has a great game next weekend. Yeah, you know, the interesting part of this, and our listeners are going to hear this actually in about a day or so, we had a fantastic interview with John Carney, longtime legend. I think he's fourth all-time in scoring for kickers. We actually talked about this type of scenario, and you know he was even saying this was before Mason had this bad game. Guys like Mason Crosby, you know they've they've earned that long leash type of mentality where if they have a bad game or two, you know you stick with them because of their their track record. Um, I'm certain, you know, obviously we saw in the tweet uh, earlier today that that the Packers will stick with them, and it, I just think that that needs to be a mentality for all coaches, whether it's high school or college or pros. You know, I. I've coached at the college level and high school level, as, as you have, Brian, and I've seen coaches just pull the plug on kickers or punters just for one game, and it's it's sad to see, you know, and obviously you and I have more feelings in the special teams realm, but I just don't think it's right that that specialists just have this short leash, you know. Agreed. Well, you know, he's given him another chance, and I think that's great, and I think that is going to have some influence on other, on other coaches around the league. Um, so going in the punter world, uh, one sad bit of news, and then one good news. Sad thing is, is uh, Marquette King actually tore his abductor, the outside of his leg, and will have to have surgery. So he uh, had to get a settlement done, and he's not going to be with the Broncos. But I really liked and appreciated how he went out on Twitter and Instagram and said thank you uh, to the Broncos 
organization, and I know he'll he'll be back. He's a great punter, so explosive, and can't wait to see him recover and, and then be a guy that comes back. But let's talk about real quickly the guy that held the ball for Graham Gano, the Carolina Panthers, uh, their punter, Michael Pallardy. Um, look at that contract, Chris. What do you think about that? Yeah, pretty amazing. So he signed a three-year contract worth $7.52 million uh, with, a, with a $2 million signing bonus, which basically makes him in the top 10 for punters in terms of salaries. And, you know, he's a young guy. He You know, he's proven himself for the, the Panthers for a few years. What I found was most interesting, and hopefully this inspires specialists that listen to this, he was cut by seven teams before he finally made his debut in 2016, which was two and a half seasons ago, really. And he was an undrafted free agent in 2014, which means he was bouncing around, really, um, for two years. I mean, that's incredible. Wow. That's that's amazing. I, I just love that he stuck with it, and now he's got... And he signed this contract in the middle of the season. Like I think it was like literally a few days ago. Yeah, it's um, you know you don't really see that too often, um, but it's nice that there's love out there for the specialists and, and appreciation for for good kickers and punters and snappers. Um, you know, unfortunately though, what that come you know what comes with the territory is guys get signed or they get they get brought in and then other guys get cut. So you know, unfortunately, you know, with the Rams, Sam Finken, um, uh, an interviewee of ours in, in season one got got waived, but they signed Cairo Santos. You know, so the old adage of Whenever a door closes, another door opens. You know, I'm sure Sam will will get his opportunity again. Um, Chargers punter Drew Kaiser was was waived, but then they brought back longtime Eagles punter Donnie Jones, and I believe that guy retired. So he must have come out of retirement to play with the Chargers. So probably a little bit of persuasion there to get him to come back. But the Chargers are a strong team, so I'm sure it was a easier decision to come back and and play for a good team. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I mean, hey, if they're kind of feeling like that position isn't consistent then let's see who's out there that's that's more of a veteran guy and and then you know uh just to see how he does and then obviously Cairo coming back you feel for Sam Ficken I know he'll get picked up somewhere he's such a good young kicker um but you know Cairo has been around the league and has done well too so um and he did a good job this past weekend he proved to be the difference with his field goals um proud of the Browns kicker I know it wasn't the prettiest kick but look man his coach said we need a guy to come in here to put put the ball between the goalposts so he even got the game ball greg did uh the browns kicker he got the game ball at the end and he even got to do a little speech and he had said thank you i know i was a little down but this goes to my field goal unit blocking for me and my snapper and holder which i think is just awesome i love hearing specialists give their fellow teammates love uh, for their for their uh, successes, so congrats to um, to Greg for making that game winner for the Browns. Yeah, you know Greg, he was a special interview for us. You know, one it's the Browns. Um, the fact that they found a guy that they probably can stick with is sweet. He's had a lot of uh, situations where he's had the chance to win win the game, and he does it again in overtime. Um, that interview, guys, that was uh, two weeks ago. It was our episode thirty seven, and it was a fantastic interview. If you guys want to hear it. And probably one of our top five interviews that grew the quickest in terms of listeners just in the first week. So you guys will want to hear it. Greg Joseph, episode 37. And actually, 
another guy we got to talk about. There's a lot of young kickers that are finding a lot of success right now. McCrane, recent signee, I believe he went to TCU, uh, signed with the Raiders a few weeks ago when Mike Nugent got hurt, uh, kicked a game winner for the Raiders. I mean, a lot of young guys just having a lot of success early on, which is awesome to see. Yeah, uh, I think he was trying to, to figure out how to kick in the sand there in the baseball outfield, you know, that whole deal with the Raiders field there. So I know he missed one or two, but hey, man, he made it when it counted there at the end. So um, doing doing a fairly good job. He's going to have to keep making his kicks to keep Gruden happy, though. And guys, first ever industry news update, uh, CFL, a guy we're about to have on the podcast here soon, CFL kicker Lewis Ward with the Ottawa Red Blacks has kicked 40 consecutive field goals in the CFL, breaking a record in the CFL, breaking records as a rookie. We're excited to have him on our next podcast interview, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that one. But uh, what a sweet opportunity for a rookie kicker, man. Uh, 40 consecutive field goals. And I think he said in the interview that he's kicked 43 attempts, which would tell me that he started off the season with three misses and then now has made 40 consecutive, and he still has a game or two left plus playoffs. So he has a chance to, to get this thing up to 50. I mean, um, like you said, in the, and I don't want to ruin it. You know, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but you guys need to subscribe so you can listen to this podcast. Lewis, being a five foot seven guy, you know, he feels like those posts are getting a little wider because, you know, he's getting more confident and doing well. So make sure to subscribe. You know, it's, um, you know, it's interesting, Brian, just on, on Lewis, as I do research leading up to this podcast, um, you know, he's made 43 field goals in the season so far. Um, the Ottawa football club all-time record is 51 Lawrence Tynes, a guy who I didn't really know played in the CFL. I mean, he's probably going to break the all-time most field goal record field goals made in a season beating at Lawrence Tynes. We might have to ask him about that as one of our questions, but, uh, I mean, he's already fifth all-time for, for this, for their, their team's record. It's crazy. Yeah. We need to get Lawrence Times on the podcast here. He went to Troy right down the street and was played for the Giants. I'll send him a direct message and see if he wants to be on. Yeah. Um, well, let's. Uh, the last thing for the NFL before we do a couple college updates is uh, the old Polish cannon, Sebastian Janikowski, still crushing the ball. Another game winner, 52-yard field goal for Se- Seattle. I think he's doing pretty good for the Seahawks. You know, he sure is. You know, it's interesting is you always, you know, he, sometimes you get cut because teams don't, think that your your leg's good enough you know we all know that you know he got cut because you know they're kind of rebooting the radars i'm sorry raiders um but i mean it seems like every week his name gets mentioned in some sort of highlight i think he's got a few game winners already or the longest kicks and uh it's incredible just to see that his career just keeps going you know no doubt um one little thing on the college news here a kicker that we've worked with, that I've trained, and has also attended camps with Chris and I, Ryder Andrews of Birmingham Southern College, a D3 kicker. He just recently accepted an invite to the D3 Classic that will be held at Myrtle Beach. It's kind of like an all-star game for for D3 players. And so congratulations, Ryder. You are definitely well-deserving of that. Yeah, nice job, Ryder. Uh, you know, it's been fun for us to watch your progress and growth over the years. And... Um... You've always had a big leg, and I think, you know, the campers that come to our camps, when they get to see the older guys kick, you know, you, you sort of set the bar for what these younger kids try to strive for. So congratulations on that. 
Um, kind of an odd and interesting tidbit of news here. Um, there's a kicker who is attending the University of Colorado, James Stefanu. He has recently become the oldest player in college football just for this year, turning 31, uh, from Australia. He actually used to play professional soccer, kind of then played or then got a job in real estate development, kind of got bored with it, decided to pick up kicking. Within two years, has now become the starting field goal kicker for the Buffalo or, or Colorado Buffalo. So he is the oldest player in the FBS level uh, this year. So uh, pretty sweet that it's a kicker. You know, and he, he might be a guy we have to try to interview on a future podcast. That's crazy. In his 30s playing college football. God, I would love to be able to do that again. Here's some fun news as we wrap up our pod here. Uh, Christopher Hughesby, I believe you guys know who that is. Who's that guy? He just, he just recently got to hold, kick off, and punt in the winter pigskin classic game held where the Vikings play at in Minneapolis at the U.S. Bank Stadium. And maybe we should get him on the podcast. How was it, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me here. It was a sweet experience. You know, as I pursued the NFL almost 10 years ago, you know, I pursued it for about six, seven years. Locally, I played in, in you know, the, the, the minor league, amateur football leagues, you know, whatever sort of word you want to call it, semi-pro. I, you know, I played in that for six, seven years just to stay in game shape, you know. So I'd encourage guys who are trying to just pursue the league um, to play in your local uh, teams and leagues and things like that just to stay in that game shape. So um, a fellow friend of ours, kicking coach Ken Becca. Um, he's, he's kicked late into his years, which is pretty inspiring coaches on some teams asked me to, to join their team for this winter pigskin classic where they bring a lot of teams in from this Midwest to play in, in us bank stadium where the Vikings are. And so I basically trained for like the last seven, eight weeks to get back into game shape. And, and it was kind of a sweet opportunity cause it got me like working out again and getting back into shape. But, um, uh, we ended up losing, 20 to 28. We were sort of behind most of the game, but uh, had the opportunity to. I punted twice. Uh, had two like beautiful rainbow spiral punts. Um, I probably averaged between about 30, 35 yards, so nothing fantastic. But uh, one of my punts was inside the 10. Uh, my first punt, and the guy fumbled it, and we ended up scoring two plays later. Uh, so that was sweet. And then I was able to get us out of the end zone area to the to the 50 yard line. So that was cool. And then I kicked off. You know, had had one decent kickoff, had one uh, better deeper kick, and then uh, I attempted actually a, a a surprise onside kick, middle dribble. Um, didn't convert it. I accidentally kicked it to the guy, and I was trying to hit the gap better. But um, you know, that's one of those things where you know you got to be on when you get that one opportunity. Uh, didn't cost us the game, but um, it didn't help that we didn't convert that. But uh, it was it was a fun opportunity to play there, and I guess I crossed off my bucket list, and now I'm officially retired. You know, so, uh, <laughs> well, who knows? You may get asked to play again, and that's an awesome experience. And kudos to you to get to play in that facility. I mean, and where you've coached and gone to games and everything, you know. So, that's awesome for you and Coach Ken, one of the other STFA coaches. Yep. Um, well, Chris, let's wrap this thing up and talk about what we're going to do for the 10,000 listens. Yeah, guys. So, within over the next 24 hours, guys, we want your help to help us reach. 10,000 listens, um, and what we're going to be doing is giving away, we have four awards that we'd like to give away. For our listeners that are actual athletes, uh, Brian and I will each be giving away a virtual lesson with each of us. Uh, Brian and I also run camps together, so one winner will win a free camp entry to one of our camps here over the next 12 months. 
And then we will actually be supporting uh, Pat McAfee a little bit here in, in his For the Brand efforts because uh, you know he was an inspiration for us to do this podcast. And we will be giving away one of his uh, For the Brand or just Pat McAfee shirts off his website to a winner. So we got four winners. So Brian, why don't you tell them how you can earn these prizes? Yeah, and uh, you know if you forget or don't want to rewind this, um, we'll have it on our Twitter and Instagram pages. Um, but you have to be following our Twitter and Instagram page, Fourth Down Experience. So you have to be following us. So that's two things you have to do. And then you can pick whatever podcast you want to listen to, a new podcast that you haven't listened to yet. There's several of them. And screenshot that you're listening to it, whether it's on SoundCloud or on the iTunes podcast app. All you have to do is send us a screenshot. So if you're listening to this podcast or if you're listening to John Carney's podcast, whatever podcast, screenshot it, send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter or text. So that's all. Just follow Fourth Down Experience on Instagram, Twitter, and send us a DM of you listening to our pod. I mean, I think that's pretty easy, don't you think, Chris? Yep, pretty easy and pretty fun. And, and actually, guys, you can DM it to us or you can even post it as a comment under our social media posts. And I think it's going to be really fun to see what our listeners are listen to and what, what interview they choose. You know, hopefully there's a variety of them or you know, it'll be interesting to see if there's maybe one common trend of a, of a person that they, that they choose to listen to. I mean, you know, Brian, this is kind of interesting. We're almost to our one-year mark. Uh, November 6th is when we actually aired our very first episode in 2017. Um, I'm curious to know, Brian, what are maybe your top five favorite interviews so far, uh, just as we kind of reflect on, on a year so far? Yeah, I mean, jeez. Uh, uh, I think one, one thing that I love about doing this podcast is that it's free value and it's fun. Even as being two co-hosts of this, we get to have just as much fun as you do listening to these guys and girls. You know, we've had two pioneers on the female side of kicking two. I mean, just there's been so many good interviews, and I, I love every one of them. But um, I, I really enjoyed the Pat McAfee one. He's so entertaining and just hearing his story. Uh, I really enjoyed Matt Bryant's, um, another veteran that I think kind of is in the shadow of, of other guys like, like Vinatieri and all that. Um, John Carney was great. Uh, it was nice to hear some hip mobility stuff with, with uh, Ali Mortada and, and the strength exercises that Brad Hatfield, you know, has done. So I think those are some, some of my top ones for sure. And, and, you know, even, even, uh, the one with Chainsaw was pretty cool. You know, he may not be playing in the NFL and all that, but he does some pretty cool trick shots, but he really loves the onside kick, which is very important. And he even teaches NFL kickers. You know, he works with NFL kickers on the low key on that. So those are probably like my top five. What were yours, Chris? You know, you, you hit a lot of those names on the head, so I'm going to be a little bit different here. And if you've been a longtime listener of our podcast, you know that I always say that I love that interview and it's it's a favorite of mine. And I think it's just because I'm a fan of the game as well. Um, so to be a little different, um, probably some top fives. Will Lutz, you know, mainly because we have that personal connection to him and to see a guy make it from the college level to the pros that, that you know, we've had interaction with and some influence in. And, and, and obviously you've had a ton of influence on his development, Brian, and and maybe I gave him one tip in a camp, but uh, it's you know that that connection that you get you develop with these guys, that one's a special one for me. 
Um, I really like the Harrison Butker interview. Um, you know, just just a guy that had a successful rookie year. Rigoberto Sanchez. Um, really loved hearing his story and what he does. And he's a he's a big supporter about what we do. Um, you know, Daniel Carlson. Obviously, you know, unfortunately, he got cut by the the Vikes. Um, but uh, he was a great interview, and I think he's going to land on a team here soon. In Probably last but not least, um, you know, we'll give our snappers some love. I really love the Kevin McDermott interview. He's the longtime Viking snapper, and, you know, we were fortunate. We got him involved with the camp this summer up in Minnesota. Kids loved it. You know, hopefully we can get him involved again in the future. But, again, every interview is fun and special, but, you know, those are ones that, that stood out for me. Nice. Well, guys, uh, we appreciate you uh, listening to us for 20 minutes on industry news. We know it was a little longer, but we really wanted to tell you about that 10,000 listen uh, contest that we're going to do. Help us get to 10,000 listens and do what we said earlier. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, and post or send us a screenshot of you listening to the podcast. And you'll be entered in to win uh, one of four prizes. Yep. Uh, thanks again for listening, fellas. Yep. Thanks again, guys, for all the support. And uh, we probably will have an, a winner announced maybe by the end of the week. So just thanks again, guys, and we will talk to you soon. Deuce. Thank you for listening to the Fourth Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fourth Down Experience.